Hello, everyone. Welcome to Motivated with Liberty. This is your host, Liberty Bernal. And today's episode is a little different for this second season. I have yet to interview someone for this season, and I am just so honored to welcome my friend Brooke to the show. Brooke has been on Motivated before. If you go back to season one, you'll find her in an episode sharing in great detail her extremely painful story of losing her baby daughter after just 33 days of baby Piper being on this earth. And Brooke is so open, she's so vulnerable, and she's so brave to share those details and how she finds motivation and inspiration in other ways in life and how she's moved through the days after enduring such pain. And I thought... For the first interview for season two, I would bring Brooke back to the show now that it's been years, um, now six and a half years since Baby Piper passed away. And I thought it would be nice to catch up with Brooke, to hear how she's doing, to hear what grief does to us and to certain people and how to move through it, how to stay inspired, how to move on while still honoring those that we've lost or pain that we've been through and understanding how that can actually affect us in some positive ways ultimately. So I'm excited for you to hear Brooke. She's incredible. So listen in and enjoy episode three of season two. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Motivated with Liberty. Today, I have the opportunity to invite back to the podcast my friend, Brooke Marshall, who has previously been on the podcast to share her story of, of loss, really. And back then, which has been at least probably a year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, Brooke was still much in mourning. And I think Brooke, you'll always be much in mourning, but a huge part of why I find Brooke's story and many people find Brooke's story so motivating is she has overcome what some may consider one of the biggest losses someone can ever endure. And Brooke, I just wanted to follow up with you yet again and check in on you further the inspiration for our audience because you (laughs) are such an inspiration. But for anyone who doesn't know you and who's listening for the first time and may not have caught the first episode you were part of, can you reintroduce yourself and especially who you are today and tell tell us your story? Yes. You have me all choked up with your intro. So (laughs) listeners, excuse me if I, Mm. I'm choked up through tears speaking here, but like Liberty said, my name is Brooke Marshall. I am living proof that you can survive and thrive a major loss in your life. Uh, My daughter died six and a half years ago. Uh, She was 33 days old. Her name is Piper. And so every day is a new day for me that I am grateful for. And I cannot say that that was a place that I was at six and a half years ago, even five and a half years ago. And this year I sort of found a newfound gratitude for life and shifting my thinking rather than woe is me, which I still allow that. Mm -hmm. But even when I'm in those moments to think of one thing I'm grateful for, 
Like for example, right now I'm sitting in my car. I'm so grateful that I have a job that I can afford this car. Something as simple like that to just feel what you're feeling, but also just shift that to gratitude because I think gratitude opens up this wonderful wormhole that things just start coming to you and life becomes more beautiful. And it takes a lot of time to retrain your brain and your neurotransmitters to shift that way of thinking. But that's what I've been working on, I think, since we've spoken last. That's amazing. And I think right now, a lot of people, you know, I see posts on social media, a lot about gratitude. Mm -hmm. And it really does work. I mean, practicing, I I got this little journal recently, and you just write three things that you're grateful for every day. It's really Mm -hmm. simple to overthink it, but it does shift your mindset to the right place. But I heard something, and this reminded me so much of you, Brooke, that for me, it was profound, but for you, you're probably like, uh, duh, that's how I live. <laughs> but someone told me who had experienced loss, but she found something else in her life that made her very, very happy. Most mm-hmm. of them. And someone who kind of came down on her for saying, hey, you didn't grieve that previous thing enough. Like in their mind, she should just be like this weeping person forever. Mm-hmm. She said with just such conviction, you know what? We're humans and we can feel two feelings and two emotions at one time. Like yes. just because something bad has happened doesn't mean we have to stay sad forever or vice versa. If, you know, we don't have to stay sad forever and fear being happy again or not allow ourselves to be happy again. Yes. It is up to us. Right. And yes, I think is probably where you are today versus a little while ago is making that choice. And it might be easy for me to say you made a choice, but it sounds to me like you've made a choice to choose gratitude and it's okay to be happier more, more often. Yes, absolutely. And it, it is a choice. I mean, we choose how our day is going to go from the moment we open our eyes. And every morning when I open my eyes, I say to God, whoever you believe in the universe, I am open to receiving all of the gifts you have for me in store today, all the blessings, all the miracles. And I choose happy. It's a choice. I mean, you know, so many people dread Mondays. Oh, it's Monday. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. why does it suck? Because you're saying it sucks. Totally. It doesn't have to. It's another wonderful day. So you set the tone for your day when you open your eyes each morning. And again, it's something that's practice. And trust me, like, holidays are very difficult for me. I've probably had more tears these last five days than I had throughout the entire year. It's just makes you miss that person more. Although I never was able to experience any holidays with my daughter, there's certainly something missing, but I think there can be beauty found in creative ways to include those people that have died and are no longer with us in the holidays. For example, I put up a pink Christmas tree every year in honor of my daughter. Bright pink, obnoxious. Like people are driving by probably like, what is that glowing pink monstrosity in the house? But you know what? To me, that's what I do to make her feel present during the holidays. And I think it's important to honor that person. Ask people about their person during the holidays. It's okay. It's not like we, we forget and you're reminding us like, oh yeah, they died. We, we always live with that. So the best thing you can do is ask about that person to somebody, ask about them. And we will love to talk about them because grief is, is love with nowhere to go. And so give us an opportunity to speak that love and 
we are very happy to do that. Wow. I, I just got huge bumps everywhere. That Aww. is really important to know. And I agree. I mean, I, the biggest, I don't know if it makes sense to say the biggest death that I've experienced, but the one that affected me the most is my dad passing away and Yes, in my twenties, but he had lived a long, wonderful life. I yes. Mean, but I feel like it's so different for you because you're mourning what didn't get to be, you know, I mean, sure. Like for every mom, for every pregnant family out there, it's your worst fear and you had to face it and live with it. And a question that comes to mind for me, I haven't had a chance to ask you is what do you think? I mean, there's certainly time people say time heals. And I don't know if that's true for all of us, but between six and a half years ago and today, like what do you think are the differences for you and moving forward and feeling better and you know what what are what have been the changes and have they all been your decisions or do you think some of it's natural like how has that changed for you well I think where I am at now certainly I've felt all those feelings you know they're stages of grief something I never experienced was anger or the questioning why did this happen I'm so mad that this happened and what's interesting six and a half years later That is what I'm experiencing now. The anger, the questioning, like, are you kidding me? After all that I went through, infertility, um, six failed IUIs, one successful round of IVF, a wonderful daughter, she dies, get a divorce from my husband. And it's like, I'm almost angry about all those things now. And it's interesting how a loss is just, it's a wound that you always live with. Sometimes you have a hard scab on there and nothing can penetrate it. And you go days, months, years with being okay. I say that doing quotations with my fingers and certain situations. Like when I go to church, the moment I walk in, it's like that scab is ripped open and I, my heart is so raw and bleeding again, but that's because it still needs healing. And so as hard as that is, it's painful. Just like when we get hurt, we get a cut. Ouch, it hurts. Sometimes you forget about it. But when you are putting your jacket on and you have a scab on your elbow, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's there. I need to be careful. But there comes a point where you should stop being careful and not worry about when that wound is going to be ripped open. It could be in the middle of Target, mm-hmm. walking through a baby aisle, and you just lose it. Mm-hmm. And that is okay. I think one of the most important things and this grieving process is to not, not shove it down. And not that I have been shoving it down, but life is still happening and I'm choosing to live my life. But the difference I have now is more clarity, I think, Mm -hmm. and more questions, which is no sort of solution or places me in a different level of my healing. But I'm different. You know, now that I'm experiencing these feelings of anger and questions, I know I'll get past it because I am here today to speak about this, but that's where I am at in my grief. This stage just popped up within the last few months. Yeah. That's, it's interesting, but it's not, it makes sense. And somehow whoever decided about those stages, you know, to make it right. (laughs) They're right. Yes order there is no order it comes like you said it comes and goes no matter what sort of loss I think someone right is um and one thing that 
I love about, I love so many things about you, Brooke, (laughs) but what I do love is how your life, like what you do for a living, Mm -hmm. it's inspiring and motivating other people to Mm -hmm. be healthy and happy and fit. And Mm -hmm. that's what you've dedicated your life to. And even more so since Piper passed. Yes. Like, because that's right when we reconnected was right. Yes. And can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, was it something that just, like, I guess why, you know, was that just something you felt was your calling? Has it helped you to inspire other people? It has helped me tremendously. What I turned to after Piper died, I I couldn't find anything that made me feel good. And then I started exercising more and more, probably I will admit now in too much, right? But not on purpose, but it's because it was the only thing at the time that made me feel good. And I mean, I could have been drinking or doing other stuff, but I'm like, okay, if I'm over-exercising right now to make me feel good, then that's okay. And I realized the healing power that moving your body can have. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's so much more than transforming your body. Like, yes, that's a very nice side effect of more movement, but just to know that it can change your mind. It gives you more confidence. It gives you a clear head. It helps you to deal with more stress, to deal with a hard situation, is to move your body. Because even if for those 30 minutes that you're moving, you feel better, you've accomplished something. And then also just shifting the mindset on people for goals. You know, so many people come to me, I want to lose weight. I want to tone up. Okay. That's, that's a realistic goal, but let's shift that. I want to eat better because I want to feel better. I want to lose weight because I want to run around with my children and not get winded after five minutes. So making that shift in your goals, not just looking at numbers, but in how you want to feel and not only transform your body, but your mind too. It, it's So I'm just hoping that if I can take on clients or teach classes that people have a more than just a physical experience with me, that they walk away feeling better in their head than when they walked towards me. That's awesome. That makes so much sense. And and I agree as an elf, that is the ultimate. Yes. Also, you know, it is part of your own healing too. Mm-hmm. I think when we are sad, we go internal a lot, which is probably yes. the thing, right? Like if you think back to some of your darker days, you retreated most likely. Mm-hmm. But when you focus on other people and lift them up, it's pretty magical. Yes, it is. Yes, that's so, so awesome. And you also, I mean, you have little Levi who's not yes. little anymore. And no. I think also such a huge glimmer of hope for anyone listening who thinks like, I can't move on or I can't nothing. Right. Else, you know, talk, talk about Levi. How okay. <laughs> I'm so happy to talk about Levi again. Anytime you give someone the opportunity to talk about their children, whether they are here or no longer here, I think you just see something light up in a parent's eye. So thank you yes. for giving me the opportunity to talk about him. So my little rainbow baby Levi will be four in a couple weeks. Wow. So <laughs> as we spoke about before, I, didn't think I could get pregnant. You know, I had to go through 
all of these tests to find out that there was technically nothing wrong with me. Um, my ex-husband and I, our chemistry just didn't mesh. So we had so many problems trying to get pregnant. And so Levi was a wonderful surprise um, with uh, my boyfriend at the time and his dad. And I decided that we just weren't the right match together. And so my wonderful son has been so helpful in in my healing because I wanted a child for so long. And after Piper had died, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to have another child. So I will just do the best I can to keep her memory alive. You know that she's still my child. She will always be my children. People ask how many kids I have. I say two because I have had two kids. And so Levi is just like this ray of sunshine in my life and has given me a whole new perspective on what it is to love a child. And my love for him is so different than my love for my daughter. My love for my daughter was like so fierce and so strong because she was so incredible and we had a different experience. And my love for Levi is just so soft and so gentle and sweet. And so it's so wonderful to be able to have two different experiences, one with a child that is here and one with a child that is not. And we talk about her so much. He knows his sister so well. He knows all about her. We look at pictures about her. And I think that's so important rather than hiding it and maybe feeling shame around it that she couldn't survive longer than 33 days. And I'm just happy to share a sibling with him. They both have a sibling, Mm -hmm. you know, Piper's big angel sister in heaven and Levi's little brother down here on earth side with me. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love that you do talk about her so often and remember her yes. in that way. And you're right. There is a shame sometimes that comes that shouldn't be there. And I'm right. sure people listening have listened to or read Brene Brown, right? And she mm-hmm. brought mm-hmm. the light, but it's pretty wild. And I think there's cultures out there. Like I've been to Mexico a lot lately and could not love Dia de los Muertos more than I do now because the yes. whole is you talk about your loved ones that have yes. you remember them, you put their pictures up, you, you mm-hmm. know, celebrated, not that you would celebrate her leaving the earth so early, but you celebrate what life she did have and does yes. hearts. And that's, that's so beautiful, Brooke. Yes. Thank and you. Is oh, he's such a doll. And <laughs> I'm so happy for you that you do have him. Thank you been able to, you know, it's, it's not, it's not in place of whatsoever. It's the same to your life. And he's bringing so much joy and you were meant to be a mom. (laughs) Yes. I know this. I've always felt this. That's why I never gave up on getting pregnant with my daughter. It's like, I feel like not my sole purpose, but my main purpose is to be a mother. I, love being a mom. And that means so much more than just having a child. I mean, you, I would be happy to adopt a 13 year old and be a mother, you know, to them. And it's such an important role that I think people take for granted. Again, I'm so grateful that I get to teach my child about this world, that I get to see it through his eyes and 
awe and wonder. You know, it's like we would just walk by bugs on the ground, right? But Mama, look at this beautiful slug. It's like, oh, yeah, that that is pretty cool. So something about having young kids just makes you kind of stop and sit in awe and wonder of the world and just see it through different eyes. So, yes, back to being a mom. I love being a mom. I was here for that purpose. Oh, I love it. Brooke, oh, I always feel like we could talk forever. I know we need to wrap up this episode soon. So I think my last question would be, and this is so open-ended, girl. You can go anywhere with this, okay? <laughs> but based on you know your experience and overcoming so much mm-hmm. and being such an inspiration, is there any advice? Like just today, as of today, who you are today, what you've been through. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give someone who in particular has had a loss or especially you've talked about infertility, which is mm-hmm. a big topic right now. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's looking for some on, on a topic of loss or infertility in particular? I would say never give up your dreams and hope despite what a doctor may tell you. Um, you can have whatever you want. And whether that child comes from you or from somebody else, if your dream is to be a parent, you can make that happen. And I think part of what helped me through all this is just never giving up hope and being so diligent and working for it. Some things just aren't handed to you. And if you want something badly enough, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And so prioritize what is important to you work for that no matter how hard that is, but you can achieve or have anything that your heart desires. And I am a living example of that. Yes, you definitely are. I love that book. And how can people follow you? You're so amazing. So <laughs> this is someone's first intro to you. How can they find Thank you? Thank you. Well, my, my personal page where I share about just my journey of loss and organizations that are helpful to people and just my life with my son and photos of my daughter. My Instagram page is at Brooke Butterfly, B-R-O-O-K-E, Butterfly. And then my workout page is um, Body by Brooke. So it's body underscore by underscore Brooke. And what I try to do on that page is make workouts easily accessible. You don't have to have an hour, six days a week to stay fit. You can make 20 minutes a day, three times a week, and that can get you where you want to be. So I'm just more of loving your body too. We're all different body sizes, you know, be healthy, be strong. Don't desire to look like this skinny little 20 year old model on Instagram, who's probably all photoshopped anyways. So I just try to be positive and make things accessible for people. So look on both those pages. You can follow me for fun workouts and then also just for inspiration and resources uh, for not only being a mother, but infertility. And if you have a child that um, is needing some extra care, whether that be in a hospital or going through anything in life. I mean, it doesn't even have to be the loss of a child, but just grief in general. I'm so open about that 
And so go, yeah, go check out both of my pages. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share those. Yes, of course. I I love watching you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm inspired. I'm in awe. Thanks. Your workouts are killer. Thank you. So thank you for those. Yes. I just appreciate you so much, Brooke. You're just a bright, shiny light in my life. And I think oh. others' lives. And, you know, as much as you lift others up, we are all here to lift you up as well, but thank, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for being on another episode and it won't be so long until I invite you back. Okay, good. Well, thank you, Liberty. And I feel the same about you. Thank you for giving me this platform to share a little bit about my story and um, appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's my honor. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining me and the amazing Brooke Marshall. We'll catch you next time. Brooke, let's do this. Let's do this. This has been another episode of Motivated with Liberty. For even more inspiration and motivation, join me on Instagram at Liberty Bernal Fitness.